Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. One of my kids is in a sports camp this summer, which keeps him super active, so he's pretty tired by the end of the day. The other night, we were talking about bedtime and deciding if he wanted to shower before story time or after story time while I tucked in his younger brother. He responded that he would shower before story time because he was pretty tired and was planning to go to bed with his younger brother, which is 15 minutes earlier than his usual bedtime. It was amazing hearing that because he was listening to his body, which is a term we use in our family for taking your internal cues into consideration when making decisions like how much to eat or what time to go to sleep or how hard to push yourself in any given activity. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled, Why Consistent Bedtimes Are Important at All Ages. When it comes to consistency, I've talked about bedtime routines and creating a sleep-friendly bedroom environment in past episodes. You can check those out at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash six and parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 11. Those are the first two steps in my four-part sleep hygiene series. Sleep hygiene is the environment and daily routines that create consistent, uninterrupted sleep which is pretty much every parent's goal, right? Bedtime falls under the consistency category in my 5Cs Parenting Framework, which you can hear about in episode one at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash one. Young children's lives are all about change. Every day, they're growing, constantly learning new things, and being exposed to new people and new environments. This is all wonderful and necessary for their development. As parents, we can help our little ones to best integrate all this new information by providing as much consistency in their lives as possible. This covers everything from their daily routines to their bedtime schedule to what they eat daily. Kids thrive on consistency, and I can teach you some simple strategies to set your kids up for success by adding consistency throughout your parenting practice. Getting a good night's sleep is crucial for your child's overall health and development. When kids get a sufficient amount of sleep, they achieve proper growth spurts, cognitive development, learning and memory, boosts in immune function, and improved emotional well-being. Ensuring your child is getting a good night's sleep is one of the best ways that you can help them to thrive. Today, we'll focus on the actual time your child goes to sleep, aka bedtime. Think back on the last five days and what time your kids went to bed. Now, I mean actually close their eyes in a quiet and dark room. Think about it. Not what time they started brushing their teeth. Not what time you finished reading the last bedtime story. What time did they actually start to fall asleep? Was there more than a 15-minute range in those times across the week? If not, congratulations. You are already doing a great job being consistent in this aspect of your child's bedtime routine. But if you reflect back on your child's bedtime and it varied by more than 15 minutes, chances are you could benefit from this lesson in consistency. If you vary children's bedtimes frequently or let them decide on their own what time to go to bed, you're likely going to pay for it in their mood and behavior the next day or even two days later when 
and their fatigue really catches up with them. This is especially important for younger children, but I'll tell you, it holds up as they grow too. If I look back on the past week for my 14-year-old, there was only one night when their bedtime varied by more than 15 minutes. This was a conscientious decision that was made in advance when we decided to watch a big kid movie after the younger kids went to bed, and this type of variation can be managed at that age. Hey, amazing parents. In addition to my solution-focused masterclasses, I offer a full Parenting with Psychology course specific to your child's age group. It's the best way to learn everything you need to know to become an amazing parent. You'll learn all of my psychology-based tools customized to your child's age group to help you feel more confident and capable in your parenting. Parents wanting to be more intentional in their parenting will love this in-depth strategic approach to parenting guided by the 5 C's framework. Go to parentingwithpsychology.com slash courses to join the waitlist so you'll hear as soon as my full course is available. I'll look forward to guiding you on your amazing parenting journey. Older kids in the 5 and up age range can tolerate staying up a little later when a friend or family member is visiting from out of town or for a special party that runs a little later than their normal bedtime, but really try to limit it to one night a week at most so they don't fall behind on that precious sleep. Why is going to bed at the same time every night helpful? Consistency is the key to your circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm is your body's internal clock. By establishing a consistent bedtime, you are training your body to release the hormone melatonin at that time of night, which helps your body start to feel drowsy and promotes a better night's sleep. Grown-ups and children alike benefit from a consistent bedtime. So what time are you putting your kids to bed? Last year, I was at a birthday party and somehow got into talking with a dad about bedtime. And you should have seen how big his eyes got when I told him that my then 13-year-old went to bed at 9 p.m. I'm not sure his four-year-old was in bed by that time. But you've got to think about the sleep needs of these kids. Let's break it down by age. An early and consistent bedtime should be developed within the first two to three months after birth, firmly established by around six to nine months, and tweaked here and there as developmental milestones are encountered, for example, when your child stops napping. Sleep needs change with age. The recommended bedtime for children under age 5 is between 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., with a total sleep duration of 10 to 14 hours. That duration includes naps if your child is still napping. In the 5 to 11 year age range, kids still need 9 to 11 hours of sleep per night. A reasonable bedtime would be between 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Getting enough sleep is necessary for them to have improved attention, behavior, learning, memory, and overall mental and physical health. Teenagers are recommended to get 8 to 10 hours of sleep per night with a bedtime range between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. depending on their school start time and extracurricular activities. It is important for teens to prioritize sleep for their overall health, cognitive functioning, and emotional well-being. All of these recommendations vary based on children's individual sleep needs and daily schedules, so don't get too caught up on a specific number. Rather, observe your child's energy level, mood, and signs of fatigue like yawning, the thousand-yard stare, ramping up behavior. Use these recommendations and guidelines to get a better idea of how much sleep your child needs. I always err on the side of caution and schedule closer to the maximum sleep need for my children, knowing that a little quiet time lying in bed in the morning is just fine. 
Schools are getting better about having a later start time to accommodate children's natural sleep schedules, but think about what time your child's school starts and what time you need to leave the house to get there. Then backtrack based on how long it takes to calmly get ready, have breakfast, and pack up their school bag. Then add at least a half hour buffer for days when they're really tired and sleep in because you don't want to have to wake them up to get ready for school. Then rewind another 9 to 11 hours depending on how long your child needs to sleep to feel fully rested. That ends up being a pretty early bedtime. Establishing a consistent bedtime routine and ensuring enough sleep is crucial for your child's physical and mental well-being. We have always prioritized sleep and an early bedtime for our children. As our family grew and our children started to share rooms, we started using a staggered bedtime. The youngest child goes to bed, and then 15 minutes later is followed by the next oldest child, and then 15 minutes later is followed by the next oldest child. For reference, when they were ages 1, 3, 5, and 7, their bedtimes were 7 p.m., 7.15 p.m., 7.30 p.m., and 7.45 p.m. The one-year-old also took a 90-minute nap during the day. I pay close attention to the clock, and we are rarely off by more than a few minutes during bedtime. When your kids are young, try to make it a priority to start dinner early to be more relaxed during the bedtime routine and still keep to an early schedule. I'm a big fan of adjusting bedtimes based on a 15-minute increment. If I notice that my children are, one, taking longer than usual to fall asleep, or two, waking up earlier than usual or three, asking for a later bedtime, I consider altering their bedtime by 15-minute increments. You can always push bedtime back later, but once you go later, it's tough to return to an earlier time, unless they're ill, stayed up late the night or two before, or have had a really active day. Take a moment to think about your child's bedtime and whether you've ever noticed any changes in their mood or energy level related to their bedtime. Think about their morning timeline and backtrack to allow enough sleep for their growing bodies based on the age recommendations listed above. Then make a commitment to an early bedtime and relish in the rested, stable behavior you notice. Bedtime is part of the consistency category in my 5 C's parenting framework. To view more posts in this category, head to parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 26 and use the category search menu on the right of your screen. Keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. Oh, and if you have a healthy infant or toddler who is still waking during the night and the idea of getting a good night's sleep sounds like a dream come true, be sure to check out the step-by-step sleep training process presented in my masterclass on sleep training. You'll learn everything you need to know to get your child sleeping through the night. You'll also want to check out my Treasures Sleep Training page for a select group of products designed to simplify the sleep training process for parents and children at parentingwithpsychology.com slash treasures. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week to learn how to use my 3-2 thank you countdown technique to help you parent through choices. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com slash tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. Finally, a quick legal disclaimer. 
Please note that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents. Thank you.